It's no secret that writing can be lonely work, but does it really have to be? Whether you're full-time, part-time, or just starting out, you'll get insights into the tricks, tips, and production habits of writers from every level of the biz. From best-selling authors to those launching their first novels, you're sure to be in the company of friends as we encourage great writers to divulge and share their secrets. This is The Great Writer Share Podcast with your host, best-selling author, Daniel Wilcox. Hello and welcome to episode number 50 of the Great Writer Share podcast with me, Daniel Wilcox, where every week I hijack an hour or so of time from some of the kindest and hardest working writers around today to join me on the show and discuss everything that makes them tick, roar and bounce. Today's date as of recording is Wednesday the 26th of August and we have done it. We've hit episode 50 and I am super excited to be jumping onto this train and celebrating the milestone I've got a a really interesting episode ahead of you. It's a bit different to the regular format, um, and I'll go into that in a minute. But I I did just want to spend a couple of seconds or or, or minutes just just thanking everyone that's listened to the podcast so far and got it to the point where it is at episode 50, because ultimately, as much as I love doing this podcast and I love talking to all the different people, all the different guests that have come on over the past year or so, the best part of this is knowing that people are listening and people are getting value. And as the podcast has grown, as more people have come on board, as more people have found it, I'm really starting to feel that that community built behind it, just people responding, uh, getting value. And that's all I ever really wanted to do was to put some stuff out there to not only uh, further my own knowledge and understanding by basically just sucking it out of other writers, <laughs> but also to be able to share that uh, with you guys as well so you can get something valuable no matter what stage of the journey you're at. And yeah, episode 50, um, I've, I've mentioned this on previous episodes, but my former podcast that I did with my uh, old co-host, Luke Condor, and writing partner, fantastic guy, episode one, check him out, um, that that hit episode 50, and then we went on a kind of uh, a temporary hiatus into a, a permanent hiatus, and uh, bringing, bringing this show to life was basically, I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have been able to do any of this without having had that previous experience with Luke and bringing the story studio into the light and basically um, saw that as very much a training ground for sort of podcast technique, production, all that kind of good stuff. And there was a big part of me that worried that, you know, I'd hit episode 50 again and things would potentially dry up and it would stop. Um, But I'm very excited to say that there's lots of stuff upcoming. This is going to keep on moving. And uh, although technically... This this is over a year. I mean, if you work out the math, obviously 50 episodes should equate to 50 weeks because I do a, a weekly episode. Um, so technically, we've not hit the 52 weeks, which would be a year. But because of my four or five week hiatus that I took in December and January, um, because of mental health reasons and everything, you can check that out on, on a previous episode. And, and maybe at some point I'll do a, a, be a bit more specific on, on what happened there just for you guys. Um, but yeah, we, we're over a year. The first episode officially aired on July 26th, 2019. Um, it feels like a lifetime ago, but it also feels like yesterday. And it's kind of crazy when you think of the amount of guests I've had on the show, the the caliber of some of the guests um, who, if any of you are listening to this, anyone who's been on the show at this point, just thank you so much for all the time that, you, that you've given me and uh, just being on board, being fantastic. There's not really been anyone that I've spoken to that things have been difficult or anything like that. It's just been a pleasant experience through and through. Um, and yeah, I mean, there's there's lots of stuff upcoming. So the format for this episode is going to be slightly different because I wanted to make it a bit more special for episode 50. What I have done is gone through my rankings, um, through my old download numbers on other episodes, tried to fish around for some of the more popular guests of the show and invited them back to 
answer a particular question, which I'll save for the latest segment, but I've got a host of people upcoming that you should recognize and will be answering a very specific question just for you guys. But one more note on the episode 50, which I think is very exciting, and I hadn't thought about this until I started recording, um, but it's also incredibly timely, is that a couple of days ago, we also hit 10,000 downloads on this podcast, which obviously is another milestone to to jump and, and shout about. So yeah, things are all fantastic with this podcast. Like, I love it. I love you guys. Um, this is going to be a fun episode. Uh, so let's let's crack into some of the stuff, shall we? So as I mentioned, upcoming, we've got a host of guests getting involved who are going to share their nuggets of wisdom with you. Um, and we also have the thing that I've been teasing for weeks, which is a big surprise reveal, which is also coming at the end of this episode. Uh, so definitely stick around for that kind of stuff. It's going to be good. But before we get into all that, a big thank you to everyone who answered last week's question of the week on Patreon and on the Facebook page. And that question was, what is your writing superpower? And I shared a little story about how uh, I've discovered over the past particularly two, three years um, that word counts are my superpower at this point in terms of keeping me afloat with uh, ghostwriting, um, with client work, with getting my own product out. If I wasn't able to write fast, I wouldn't be able to basically put out anything with my own name on. Um, and we had a lot of responses from other people that wanted to share their superpowers. And the first one was Meg Jolly, who, hi Meg, how's it going? Uh, she says, I split my writing into craft and business, so I have a superpower for each. My craft superpower is making compelling characters. They're morally grey, tortured by the very real choices we grapple with in real life. The same moral quandary, searching of souls, quests for answers. They make unputdownable reads. They make my readers laugh and cry. And I'm so freaking proud of that. And my business superpower is nurturing incredible reader relationships by building genuine human connections. And I'll attest to that. Meg's fan base is incredible from what I've seen on the outside looking in. Um, then my fellowship, my friends, one by one, I've managed to turn strangers to super fans. It means I can launch knowing I'll have 50 plus reviews on launch day, be able to sell enough copies to catapult me to an orange tag or a sustainable income, etc. I'm so grateful for them. Um, Andy Conduit Turner says, I'd say my superpowers are number one, that I thrive on style challenges. I always try and push myself to write in different styles with changing perspective and language styles. Sometimes it's been tough and I've had words with myself about not making my own life so hard. A Christmas story written in rhyme and a sci-fi story involving a time loop were two brutal examples. But I always stick with it and I think, I hope my work is better and more interesting for it. Uh, and number two, I can organize. My spreadsheet work and function coding is probably far more elegant than my prose. Um, I do. I didn't expect the the style challenge one to come up, but I do think that's a fantastic skill to have. That if you can find a way to blend and practice and just learn from different ways, I think that's probably the best way to find what will ultimately uniquely be you as you write. Holly Line says, uh, I think my superpower is in creating detailed worlds that can contain multiple deep series. I can forge connections between history, geography, and characters that leap off the page and feel real. Ritu says, apparently I write good, realistic dialogue mentioned by readers. I'll take it. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, Jasmine Plate says, uh, apparently I'm good at describing food and tied into that the use of all the senses, stuff like scent, but also texture, temperature, etc. Uh, and I love that one because I feel like scent is really a forgotten um, technique in a lot of writing. I find that the books I really connect with that have the, the best sort of descriptors are the ones that really make you smell, taste, feel, all that kind of good stuff. Um, and a lot of that does get missed when people race ahead with dialogue and just general description of what things look like. I think it's, if you can really uh, pluck on somebody's smell strings, if that's the way to look at it, um, it, you can definitely evoke different emotional responses. And I think that's a, a great superpower to have. So thank you for everyone who uh, wrote answers to that question and go onto the Facebook group or the Patreon page to see this week's question. 
Just a quick reminder that this podcast is brought to you by all of the patrons over at www.patreon.com forward slash great writers share, where for as little as $1 a week, you can get involved in a load of extra bonus good stuff. And this week, I'm not going to list them exactly because we do go into a little bit of the Patreon changes at the end and uh, you'll have to stick around to see what's going on. But hold on to the end of the episode because there are going to be a few changes in Patreon all for the better and uh, there's going to be lots of stuff going on. So stick around for that. And now, without any further ado, it's time to jump into my special 50th episode segment with some extra bonus friends to help. So when it came time to start thinking about the best way to spend the time in this episode and to provide you, the listener, with the most value... I uh, put together a list of questions that I could potentially ask my host of special guests. And the question that I settled on since we are racing towards the end of 2020 um, is what single piece of advice would you give to writers to carry them from 2020 into 2021? And my first guest was someone who uh, was actually episode two of the Great Writers Share podcast and someone who I was very, very thankful could spend some time with me to come on, a personal friend, someone that I look up to greatly. So let's hear the answer from the one and only Mr. Michael Anderley. Hi, this is Michael Anderley, CEO of LNBPN Publishing and author in my own right. I want to say congratulations to Great Writers Share on 50 episodes and giving me the opportunity to at least give a little bit of advice for those writers to carry them in from 2020 into 2021. And the first advice I would say is persevere, or the only advice, everything I have to do with this is related to persevere. In order for you to make it into 2021, you have to shrug off what might feel calamitous. You have to strive to put words on a paper when you might not feel creative. You have to think of positive things when we're, at least here in America, going through political turmoil. In order to be able to get there, you persevere, you get through, you have hope for what's on the other side. And I can tell you that the other side is going to be very interesting indeed. Right now, traditional companies are trying to figure out how to do the ebook market, a market that you should know very well already. And if you don't, you can get there a lot quicker. Much easier to turn your little speedboat around than it will be their massive ships that they have to do. Recognize that there are going to be new readers coming in. Not everyone's going to want to see what's online all the time. They will want to disconnect their their brains, if you will, and just go into an area that can't connect to them at a moment's notice, can't pop a little note up or a message up or an ad up. It will allow them to go through. So encourage your readers to get away from it for a little while and persevere through it. Write another 250 words, 1,000 words. Continue understanding how to do your marketing a little bit better. Encourage those other authors around you and encourage your readers that there is hope on the other side. Persevere through 2020 and come out much stronger in 2021. Once again, congratulations to great writer Share. This is Michael Anderley, LMBPN. Wise words from Mr. Michael Anderley there. My next guest is the one and only sci-fi author of the Not Alone series, as well as many, many more books, Mr. Craig Faulkner, who I was very, very excited to say uh, was his first ever appearance on the podcast and was met with a roaring reception. So if I can keep dragging him back and siphoning some of his knowledge to the audience, then I'm going to keep doing that. But without any further ado, over to you, Craig. Hi, everyone. I'm glad to be back to answer Dan's question about what one piece of advice I'd share with writers for the coming year. For my one piece of advice, I'm going to double down and expand on something I mentioned in my interview last time out. 
which is the value of getting specific. When you get specific about what you want to achieve, you can get specific about the steps you need to take to give yourself the best possible chance of achieving it. And in this business of self-publishing, independent publishing, all kinds of people have all kinds of goals. What's important is that you're clear with yourself and honest with yourself about what your own goal is. To take an example from outside of the writing business to illustrate that, the ultimate overly general goal that a lot of us are probably familiar with would be something like, I want to get fit. Now that's a good goal in terms of the intent, but it's a worthless goal in terms of giving you a tangible path forward. If you have two people with similar bodies and one has the goal of losing 50 pounds of body weight while the other has the goal of adding 50 pounds to their bench press, the steps that these people need to take to get fit are completely different because their idea of getting fit is completely different. For sure, there are going to be some commonalities that will help both, like good sleep habits, good hydration, but their diets and exercise regimes are going to be very different. And bringing that back to writing, the overly general goal could be something like sell a lot of books, which can mean one of two very different things. It could mean writing a lot of books that sell fairly well, or it could mean writing one or a handful of books that sell exceptionally well. Even then, we could dive further into what we mean by fairly well, exceptionally well, but for the purposes of brevity here, we'll just use these relative terms. And again, as always, there are some commonalities. Write the best book you can, get the best cover you can, study and follow the best practices on whichever marketing avenues you explore. But there are huge differences too. Neither of these goals are easy to achieve by any means, but depending on which type of person you are, one could be much easier for you than the other. The day-by-day, month-by-month consistency that was needed and would be needed to write a lot of books wasn't one that really meshed with my strengths and weaknesses, so that's not the way I went. Swinging for the fences with one hopeful blockbuster rather than a rapidly released series in a defined market was a high-risk, high-reward strategy, admittedly, but I didn't go in blind. I wanted to write a crossover breakout hit with mass appeal, so what I studied were crossover breakout hits with mass appeal. Blockbusters, basically. Books, but probably more so movies. And again, I can't get into too much detail here with the time, so I'll just give a quick recommendation for a book I read recently that really touches on what the factors are that can generate mass appeal. That book is Million Dollar Outlines by David Farland, and i literally cannot recommend it highly enough. I wish I'd read that book five years ago. What I did know five years ago was that there are things that can help you get the best chance of a crossover hit that's going to appeal to cross-genre readers who generally pick up bestsellers. Things like having a very relatable human story about a broad topic that appeals to a lot of people and then giving it a title that tells people exactly what it's about immediately. If you think Jaws, Jurassic Park... Titanic. These are the kinds of things I had in mind when I titled Not Alone. And that's not me putting myself in that company, it's just illustrating the kind of company I aspire to emulate. And just to briefly touch on the opposite example I referenced, which is writing a lot of books that sell fairly well. In that case, you want to study other books and series within the subgenre you're looking at. And without ever copying anyone's story, obviously, you want to look at the general commonalities between the series that do well. This is a more standard right-to-market advice, you know, giving an established cohort of readers exactly what they want. We can read about those things in all kinds of places. It's just important to know what you're going for and then do the things that will take you there. So to sum it up, model specific success. Like I said in my interview, that is the key. Success leaves clues. 
And in this industry, that's more true than almost anywhere else. Successful independent authors are remarkably open in sharing their methods and their results. So the biggest favor you can do yourself is get clear on what you want to achieve, study people who have achieved it, and then put that into action. Whichever path you take, good luck. And Dan, thanks for having me back. That was Craig Faulkner from episode 22 of the podcast. My next guest appeared on episode number 36, talking a lot about dystopian fiction and wrapping up series. And that is Claire Littlemore, the author of the Flow series. Over to you, Claire. I think the single best piece of advice that I would offer to other writers to carry them through into 2021, especially given that this year has been such a tough one for all of us, I think, is to persevere and to stay positive. Writing can be such a tough and lonely business and and sometimes it's really hard to be confident and keep that positive mindset. I know I've often found myself feeling quite low at the end of a day of writing because of all those things that I haven't managed to do. Like I honestly torture myself um, with this enormous to-do list that I'm genuinely never going to get to the end of. And I think as indie writers, we're all really, really ambitious, which is brilliant. But then often we try and get far too many tasks done in a short period of time. And that just results in a, a huge amount of stress for everyone. In 2020, I started to try and do something each day which helped me out with with my stress levels and made me feel much more positive. So I tried to find a few minutes when I'd finished working for the day and I would catalogue all the things that I had achieved. That way I kind of left the work behind feeling much more energised and ready to persevere with the jobs that I hadn't managed to get through the next day. Negativity is never a great mindset for being productive. And I found, honestly, that making sure I end each day with a feeling of achievement, even if it's a small feeling of achievement, is really vital to making sure that the next day I can get up and dive right back into the work again. For me, a typical day goes like this. I decide that I will write 5,000 words of my current work in progress. I'm going to compose and send a newsletter out to my mailing list, create the images for three new Facebook ads, put together a proposal for the cover of my next book, send out advanced copies of my upcoming release to my ARC readers, schedule posts for my Facebook fan group and reply to several emails. Honestly, that's how I start every single day. And I'm totally setting myself up to fail. I realise this now. It's highly unlikely that I will manage to get through all of this in one single working day. So when I get towards the time when I've decided I'm going to finish, I find I've only written 3,000 words. I've partly composed the newsletter. I've maybe done two of the Facebook ad images and half the proposal for my cover designer. And I'm miserable. The trick is to turn it around. I found that if I say to myself, I've written 3,000 words today... That's 3,000 words less that I've got to write till my book is finished. I'm halfway to completing my newsletter and I've only got one more image to create until my Facebook ads are ready. And my cover proposal, well, that only needs a little bit more time tomorrow and that'll be finished as well. That way I celebrate what I have achieved instead of despairing over those things that I just haven't managed to get done yet. It's quite a subtle shift, but honestly, I found that it works my stress levels feel much lower and the pressure that I put on myself to get everything done at once is eased and I can end that day feeling a real sense of accomplishment. I mean, how many people can say they write 3,000 words in a week, never mind in a day? (laughs) But I find that as a result, I generally have a lot more positivity when I get up the next morning and I feel much more able to persevere with those tasks that I still have left to do. Because let's face it, there will always be more jobs to do. 
we'll never get to the end of our author to-do list because there'll always be another book to write. There'll always be a new series to promote and another reader to get on board. But I found slowly by focusing on the things that I did get done rather than the things I didn't, then I felt much more able to persevere and get through the jobs that I need to get done. And then I'm creeping closer and closer to my next goal. So in 2021, my advice is to persevere, to stay positive and to celebrate all those wins, no matter how small they might be. My next guest is someone whose name you should be familiar with, and that is the incredible Sasha Black, who appeared on episode 15 of this podcast back in November 2019. Uh, I'm going to take a little segue here just because I do want to do a big shout out to Sasha. Um, for many people who listen to this podcast know that me and Sasha have become very, very good friends over the past year or so, nearly coming up to a year. Um, she's someone that I look up to greatly, someone I have immense respect for. Obviously, we both started the Next Level Author podcast together. If you've not checked it out, there'll be a link in the show notes. Um, but she's someone who I rely on very, very heavily at this point for writing, someone who I can rely on, which means a lot in this business. And although I don't have a particular advice segment in this, which you'd think I would at episode 50, but this is about the other guys, um, I do want to just throw it out there that I say in the intro to this podcast, writing can be lonely work, and the best way to combat that is to find yourself a Sasha. So without getting too uh, <laughs> too self-indulgent and uh, soppy, I want to say thank you very much, Sasha, if you're listening to this. And uh, she is going to go ahead and share a bit of advice that she put in a blog post that was 10 lessons from one year of writing full time, which she shared earlier this year. And I think it's an amazing bit of advice that was in episode 28 of the Rebel Author podcast, Sasha's podcast. So uh, without any more further ado, over to you, Sasha. The biggest lesson I learned during my first year of working for myself as a full-time writer was to make sure that I focus on the projects that I actually left my job to do. When I left, I was very afraid of not having enough money, of not being able to pay my bills. The responsibility for making sure I paid my half of the bills was all on my shoulders, which meant if I didn't sell books or I didn't uh, do freelance work that would bring in the bills... I would be hungry or my son would or we'd have no heating or worse we'd get kicked out. That essentially made my focus wobble off of the important thing which was doing the creative work, the strategic work, the work that will produce products and books and services that will pay me long into the future to um, you know give money to me, my family and my child long after I die. <laughs> that got morbid. My, my biggest advice to you is to genuinely focus on the reasons that you left your job. If you left your job to write, then make sure you write and it's your projects, not projects for other people. If you left your job to um, run non-fiction services, perhaps uh, coaching or editing or whatever makes you happy, then make sure as well as paying your bills, you are also carving up time and putting time blocks down for the work that is important to you and brings you joy. Coming up next is my co-host of the inaugural Great Writers Learn mini-series, which was a six-episode mini-series that is now available for free to consume on YouTube. I'll be dropping the episodes soon onto the podcast feed for anyone that wants to check them out, and I'm sure there'll be more to come. He is the very, very talented man of many genres and the owner of one incredible voice. He featured on episode 24 of the podcast, and his name is John L. Monk. 
The single piece of advice I'd give to writers heading into 2021 is to ask yourself, when I'm 80 years old, or 90, or 100, will I look back at what I'm doing today and say, I wish I'd done more of that? Or, conversely, will you say, I wish I'd done less of that? Right now, I'm working a day job as I try desperately to break out as a full-time author. I can honestly say, when I'm 80, or 90, or 100, I'll look back at my efforts and say, I wish you'd gone to bed later and gotten up sooner. Doing so would let you write that much more, which would get you out of that job and into your dream career a whole lot sooner. And even if it didn't, you'd leave a bigger body of work behind for future generations to ooh and ah over. Yes, it's true. I actually like the idea of my writing being enjoyed forever, not just today. But speaking of today, I really, really like how you can write something great, make people happy, and then earn a living from it. For me, it's validating in a way that writing for myself and myself alone can never be. So here's some other things my future self would advise me to do and not do going into the coming year. I'll eat healthier. Very important if I want to live to be 80 or 90 or 100. I'll stop drinking alcohol. I'll get more exercise. I'll spend less time on social media. I'll stop looking at what others are doing and focus more on my own work. I'll shave more often and take pride in my appearance. I'd say, quit spending money at restaurants, but that got mysteriously solved this year. I need to stop wasting time playing video games and watching television. I've spent my whole life consuming other people's creations. I need to use that time that I have left to create my own stuff. Above all, in whatever ways that matter, I need to move one step closer to my dreams every single day. So that's it. That's my recommendation. We only have so many heartbeats left on this planet. Why not use them wisely? Do you really want to spend the time you have left arguing with someone on Twitter, drinking yourself numb, or watching yet another episode of Something Dumb on Netflix? Do you really want to put off publishing something great because you couldn't be bothered to get up at 5 a.m. like you said you would? Yes, I'm still talking to myself here. Why not try talking to yourself? See what you have to say. It might just change your life, and not just in 2021. Matt, I could listen to John's voice all day. Thank you so much for sending that over, John. My next guest appeared back in March of this year, right around the time that lockdowns occurred with the coronavirus pandemic. And uh, he's someone who I look up to greatly, someone I was so, so excited to talk to and have a chance to um, quiz about everything he's up to on the show. He's a horror writer, hence why I'm obsessed with him and his writing. Uh, But he also was one of the the kindest and most generous guys with his time, his wisdom, his compassion and his positivity. And it was perfect to listen to not only for myself, but uh, I'm sure a lot of you as well. Um, And that was the one and only Jonathan Jans. All right. Well, this is Jonathan Jans, and I am very uh, grateful to Daniel for inviting me back to just share a quick message with you. And one piece of advice I'm going to share, I think, is something I've said before, but maybe not enough. The second one, yeah, I'm going to cheat and give you two here. But the second one is something I don't think I've spoken enough about and I want to say here. So the first thing I'll say is this. um, And really, they're both related to as much as we're all, you know, we've heard about it so much, but... Clearly, these are really odd times, and we've been living with this pandemic and quarantining and social distancing. At least we should be social distancing. And it's just a really, like, you hear about people who are, who, who, who are isolated from their loved ones for months. Or you hear about people who are like, you know, they have, they're, they're underfoot, right? They're like in constant contact, and that causes strain as well. 
So the first thing I'll say is whenever you can, just write. All right, and this is not the BIC butt in chair advice I normally give from Joe R. Lansdale, which is to put your butt in chair and write. No, I'm saying this in a gentler way um, than I would normally say it. Uh, I'm saying this because the, the, the very act of writing is expression, and expression is healthy. And in that way, the page, the screen, even in the best of times, it can become like your confessor, it can become a, a sort of therapist. But at least a therapeutic tool. But I think in these times, it's extra important. It's extra crucial to write. And I'm not saying you have to keep a journal. You can continue to write fiction if you want, but even as you write fiction, unbeknownst to you, you're working out issues on the page. They sometimes come out in mystical, difficult to decipher ways, but in some way, you are working through something. When you write, I wholeheartedly believe that. So that's the first thing I'd say. Just write as much as you can, express as much as you can, regardless of quality, regardless of technique. The second thing I'll say, and this is what I probably should be saying more often, because again, this this applies to non-pandemic times as well. I think that too often we 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 hear people say, "Well, what's it like to to live with a writer?" or "What advice do you have for a spouse?" whose spouse writes or whatever. And I think we need to come at that a different way. In fact, I think we need to look at it the opposite way more often. Um, so if, if you are a writer, what can you do to support your significant other? If, you, if you're an author, how much investment do you have in your significant other's pursuits? I mean, honestly. Um, I remember, this isn't the same thing, but I remember I had a really like revelatory exchange with Brian Keene. I had a signing close to home here and it was the first signing I'd done close to home and honestly the out the uh, turnout was really disappointing. And I just felt very unloved and very uncared for and I don't self-pity very often but that day I kind of succumbed to it and I and I was saying this to Brian and you know thinking he was going to give me a shoulder to cry on and his answer was well how often have you gone to their you know these people that you want to come how often have you gone to their events like if they're honored by their company or if they you know if, if there's a special dinner for them or this or that how much investment have you had in their profession and I just you know, kind of sat there on the phone and mouth agog and, and didn't have anything to say because I realized, yeah, I was asking something of them that I'm not giving to them. And I think the same thing applies, especially quadruply so to our significant others. You know, right now we need to work on our relationships and we need to give grace and we need to not be self-centered at times. So I know those two pieces of advice seem like they're diametrically opposed. I don't think so. I don't think they're mutually exclusive. But I just do think we need to, right now, um, tend to our relationships as much as possible, make sure the other person's interests and pursuits and profession, whatever it is, make sure that they're doing well. And if they need to vent, if they need to talk, let's listen, all right? And if they need help, let's help. So that's all I've got. I hope you have a wonderful 2020 and 2021. Thanks for letting me be here, Daniel. Stay safe, everybody, and be good to yourselves, be good to each other. Bye-bye.
Up next is the best-selling author of the Saviour series, with the Saviour's Champion being a best-selling number one book and the Saviour's Sister coming out on September the 29th of this year. And also a YouTube mega superstar, the one and only Jenna Moresi, who appeared on episode 39 of this podcast. Hello, everybody. This is Jenna Moresi, number one best-selling dark fantasy author, as well as the host of the YouTube channel Writing with Jenna Moresi. If I were to give a single piece of advice to writers to carry them from 2020 to 2021, it would be this. I think we all know 2020 royally sucked. There was a lot of hardship and chaos going on, and that can make it really easy to feel down on ourselves or feel helpless toward our goals. But during the worst times, I think it's important to notice the bright spots. No, I'm not saying find the silver lining to a pandemic. I mean, find the moments that made all the bad stuff a little less terrible. I think one of those bright spots this year was within the art community, and that includes writing. Book sales have actually been really good lately, and there's a reason for that. During hard times, people turn to art. They turn to stories and entertainment and positivity. They want something to ease the boredom or help them feel better. They want a break from their everyday lives. And this has been true about humankind for ages. So if people ever tell you pursuing a career in writing is pointless, that it's not worthwhile or people won't value your work, they're wrong. Writers provide an escape. They provide entertainment. They uplift their audience. How many people have told you a book changed their lives or got them through a really hard time? Almost everyone I know has said that. If not about a book, then about some other art form like music or poetry. Basically, my advice is cheesy, but simple. If you're ever feeling hopeless or like your progress is futile, slap yourself upside the head and remember that what you're doing matters. Writing may be a business, but it's also an art form and art is one of the few things that makes life worth living. Your job is to provide a bright spot for people amid the craziness of their lives. This goes for whatever genre you're writing. Fantasy can be a bright spot. Nonfiction can be a bright spot. Horror can be a bright spot. What you're doing matters and helps people. So allow that to be your motivation during life's low points. All right, guys, keep writing and I'll see you in 2021. My next guest you will recognize from her podcast, How Do You Write? She appeared on episode 14 of the Great Writer Share podcast when we spoke about personal branding, dominating Patreon, and how to prioritize your mental well-being. And I'll hand it over now to the incredibly talented Rachel Heron. Well, hello, Daniel, and intrepid listeners of the Great Writer Share podcast. Daniel, thank you so much for asking me. I'm Rachel Heron. I am the host of How Do You Write, author of more than a couple of dozen books, and I am just really honored that you would ask me what single piece of advice I would give to writers to carry them from 2020 to 2021. Look, it's been rough. It's been 2020 has been been a cluster in so many different ways. And I think that we as writers, we all have this tendency to not put all our eggs in one basket in the world. I think we are pretty good about putting eggs in different baskets. But in terms of putting those um, virtual imaginary eggs in the baskets of our hearts, I think we get so caught up in what we are telling ourselves we have to do what we should do. We should be writing a book a month. We should be writing every day. We should be writing three or 4,000 words a day. We should be faster at revising. We should be better at coming up with ideas. Um, there's only one should 
right now that I think we should all be doing, which is giving ourselves a little bit of grace, a little bit of breathing room. We are living through 2020, which is unacceptable in many ways. And we're getting through it. We are writers. We are still writing. But on the days that you can't write, don't write. Um, I would like to offer you, and I just came up with this right now, so Daniel, I'll send this to you. Um, recently, I made a decision tree for when I feel like it's impossible to focus on my work which happens quite often. I live in California. We're surrounded by the fires. My sister is actually evacuated. We don't know her if her house is still standing. Um, and that, that particular day that she evacuated, a tweet of mine went viral and I was unable to work. I needed this decision tree. So I made it. And it is basically, should I push myself to work right now? Or is the world too hard? right now. And sometimes it is just too hard, my friends. So Daniel, I'll send you that decision tree. I also want to share something really quickly that I came up with a a while ago, and it is the serenity prayer for writers. Completely agnostic. God is not in this. Um, And we don't start out with the word God. Uh, This is taken from recovery 12 step kind of stuff. Um, And it goes like this. Please grant me the serenity to accept it when I cannot write. The courage to write when I can and the wisdom to know the difference. So my friends, I hope that this helps you a little bit. Give yourself some grace, some compassion. Definitely do your writing, but it is okay on the days when you just can't because life is too big, too hard, too busy. You're still a writer. Just keep going. My next guest is someone who I couldn't not pair with Rachel Heron. They were the co-hosts of the Writers Well podcast. Uh, This is Jay Thorne, who was episode number seven of the Great Writer Share podcast. Someone I like to consider a personal friend, someone that I've written with, and someone who is always full of useful nuggets of advice. So here he is, Mr. Jay Thorne. Hey, this is Jay Thorne from theauthorlife.com. And what an honor and a pleasure it is to be on the 50th episode of Great Writer Share and to be asked for some advice that I I might give writers from... uh, for heading from 2020 into 2021. And wow, it's it's been a crazy year. And I'm sure this episode will be a nice time capsule for authors uh, years down the road. But I think right now, being in this moment, the most important piece of advice I could give, what I'm trying to do is just stay the course, stay focused. Uh, with, with so much uncertainty around the world in general, but also within the industry, I think it's easy to flip back and forth between uh, projects, initiatives, uh, advertising strategies, you know, you name it. I think it's, it's, it's a difficult time to stay focused. And uh, this, is, this is really t- the time to buckle down. And it might even be a moment where you cut some things from your, from your life or from your business that aren't serving you anymore. Uh, this is not the time to give up. And I know, you know, there was, there was a time in the spring of 2020 where a lot of people had difficulty uh, being productive just because of, of what was happening in the world. And I think that's okay, but you have to move past that uh, because, you know, uh, the world's not going to bend to your whims. And uh, as much as we'd like some stability right now, we're not going to get it. So I think the best thing you can do is is just stay the course. If you're working in a manuscript, s- stick with it, no matter how hard it is. And, and maybe be kind to yourself and realize that you're not going to hit the same level 
of productivity that you might have in a quote unquote normal time. Uh, but just get something done. And, uh, you know, if it's, if you're aiming for a thousand words a day and you only get 500, so be it. Just keep moving forward. Keep working on it. Uh, I mean, pandemic or not, I think this is a, an industry that rewards, uh, perseverance and grit. And, um, and I, you know, I look around and there are many, many authors who I started with in, in the 2010s who are no longer doing this and, uh, it's no fault of them. It's just, it's a long tail game. And, uh, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. And I know that's an overused analogy, but it's true. So hopefully that helps. Like I said, that's what I'm trying to do. Uh, stay focused, stay the course, don't panic. Um, things will change. They may not go back to the way they were, but they will, they will change. They will stabilize. They always do. Um, and then you'll be situated. Um, you'll be well situated at that time when it, when that does happen. So again, thanks to Daniel. Thanks for putting on such a great podcast. It's one of my go-to listens every week in my podcatcher. And uh, here's to 50 more, my friend. Take it easy. Coming up next is the only guest who has appeared on two consecutive podcasts. She actually appeared on episode number 49 and uh, was met with such an overwhelming response that I couldn't not ask her to get involved in episode 50 as well. And that is the insanely talented, and yes, in case you haven't noticed, I have run out of adjectives of people. I'm a writer. Um, Meg Latour from iWriterly. The single piece of advice that I would give to writers to bring them from 2020 to 2021 is to write as many books as you can or write as much as you can, depending on what you're writing. I think that many authors, we start writing and then we immediately start worrying about, is this publishable? How can I get this published? Where should I publish this? Should I query a literary agent? Should I indie publish? And you have all these questions, but I think it's so important to stop what you're doing, to work on craft, learn everything that you can, read and listen to as much writing advice as you can, and then decide if you agree with that, if that works for you, because not all writing advice works for all people. And so write as much as you can, because I think even if you hear writing advice, there might be some advice that you know you hear, but you don't know if it works for you until you implement it. So write write books, write as many, have a good time, enjoy writing for the process of it, but I wouldn't worry about where you want to publish it until much, much later. Get one, two, three, four, however many books under your belt, have a good time, and worry about publishing those bad boys later. My final guest first appeared on episode number 32 of this podcast and recently celebrated her 500th episode of the Creative Pen podcast. She's the author of a number of nonfiction titles and fiction titles, a voice and a name that most people should recognize if they listen to this podcast, and that is the sensational Joanna Penn. Hello, I'm Joanna Penn from thecreativepen.com and the Creative Pen podcast. And my one piece of advice, it's actually the same every year, to be honest, and that is to think long term. Now, I know this is really hard for people, especially when you're starting out, because you might be trying to finish that first book or you might be trying to get your first few sales. Uh, maybe you're trying to get an agent or traditionally publish and it just seems like everything is all about this one book but as you move on in your writing career and if you really love this <laughs> which I, I clearly do uh, is that if you think long term you'll make decisions in a different way so that might mean you take opportunities that may not see immediate return on investment but will have an impact over the longer term so podcasting is a really good example uh, if you put 
put out one podcast episode, no one's going to know about it. If you put out more and more over time, then people will find you, word of mouth will spread, the algorithms will spread your work and people will find your show. And I've been podcasting for over 12 years and what I can say is that it's it's a bit like a snowball and that it rolls and rolls, it gets bigger and bigger. And it's the same with your writing career. So that first book feels like it's it, maybe it will go nowhere. Maybe it does go nowhere. My first book was... Uh, didn't sell much. (laughs) But if you enjoy it and you write more books, your craft will get better. You'll understand marketing better. You'll be, you'll attract readers over time and you will get somewhere over the next few years that you never expected. So that would be my encouragement for you. My tip is to keep that mindset around the long term. Think, what do I want for my author career for the next five years, the next 10 years, what can I do today that will take me in that direction? So happy writing. Before we dive into the final segment of episode number 50 of the Great Writing Share podcast, in case you can't tell, I'm excited. Um, I want to say just a massive thank you to everyone who lent their voices to this episode and everyone who has appeared on the show. But not only that, everyone who has listened to the show from day one and found it thereafter, all the people that have been involved behind the scenes. Uh, We've got some exciting news coming up, something that I've been teasing for a few weeks. And uh, this recording that's about to come up was recorded a couple of weeks ago. Um, And I will warn you as well that my son did dip in and out for a few guest appearances and I've cleaned up the the best of it, but he might still be in there somewhere. Um, But yeah, I just want to say before we get into that part, thank you everyone um, once again. It's an honour and uh, a real real accomplishment to get to episode number 50. And I guess without any further ado, here is the big announcement. I will see you on the other side. So here we are, episode 50. They say that most podcasts don't make it past 10 episodes, and that's the true measure of whether or not a podcast will be a success or fail. I count this podcast as a success so far. I've chatted to some incredible writers on this podcast. I've taken away a lot of lessons, and I know that you guys have too. With each milestone, I want to level up this podcast and find a way to keep it sustainable, refreshing, and to help other authors raise their own platform to get involved along the way. With that... I am excited to finally announce that the Great Writer Share team is growing. I've said it every week in the introduction, or I haven't said it, Persephone has said it. Uh, It's no secret that writing can be lonely work, but does it really have to be? Those who have been following the show for a while might know that my time is getting limited. In the last year, I've launched a second podcast. I've started my own independent publishing press, and I'm still writing my own fiction. I needed to find a way to free up some of my own time, and I managed to find some very generous writers to help me. So... Without further ado, I give you the brand new additions to the Great Writers Share host lineup. Say hello to dark urban fantasy author and co-host of the Unstoppable Authors podcast, Holly Line. Hello. Hey. Say hello to author of horror and sci-fi, John Crinan. Hey, everybody. And meet first time dark fantasy author, Faye Trask. Hi, guys. Ah, I'm so excited. So before we dive into our full introductions, I want to give the listeners a little bit more of an overview of how this change affects the podcast. The layout of the podcast isn't going to change. The same formula that you've grown accustomed to will still exist and you'll still be able to dive into the minds of writers each week. How this is going to work is that each week you'll be graced with a different host of the show, either myself, Holly, John or Faye, each adding their own flavor to the interviews. We'll also have much more fun and content available through the Patreon page, but I'll get to that a little later. But enough chatter from me. Guys, go ahead and give a little introduction about yourself to the listeners. Holly, why don't you go first? 
Hello. So I write dark, gritty urban fantasy and non-fiction. And I am, as Dan said, also the co-host of the Unstoppable Authors podcast. Uh, I am home-educating mum. And uh, yeah, I juggle all the plates and I have a bit of a knack for getting things done. Perfect. John, over to you. Yeah. Hi, everyone. I'm John. Um, I've had uh, a bunch of uh, horror and sci-fi short stories featured on Hawk and Cleaver's The Other Stories podcast, which uh, listeners may recognize. Um, <laughs> I also co-wrote uh, a book with Dan and a few other writers last year called The Nest. Uh, and I also have another podcast, um, not a writing-based podcast. It's a podcast with my co-host Zoe called An Ice Chianti, where we watch films and sometimes read books and talk about them while getting drunk. Uh, but I, <laughs> I promise to be sober at least 90% of the time. Uh, That's all we can ask. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I, think, I think we're fine with a drunk Scotsman. I think, I think that'll, that'll sell well. <laughs> <laughs> Faye, over to you. Hi, I'm Faye Trask. Um, I, like you said, I am new and I'm hoping dark fantasy because that's the direction my current book is going. <laughs> but um, I'm also the, in case you couldn't tell, I am the only American on this podcast now. <laughs> She's perfect. But I'm just excited to be here. Yeah, no, I'm excited to have you. This was this was uh, an experiment that I'm hoping will work very well, and I'm sure that it will with, with you guys. I uh, I had no idea who I was going to reach out to. I knew that I wanted to expand the show and bring some other people on board, um, and you know, circumstance brought us all together. And I am excited to see what you guys bring. Um, since two of you have already been former guests on the podcast, John, you were back in episode six, and Holly, you were with Angeline Tre- Trevener. I always get that wrong. Trevina. It's Trevener, right? Trevena. Damn it. Trevena. <laughs> I got that wrong on the podcast as well. So this is just a yeah. callback to that. Um, and that was back in episode 26. Uh, and Faye, you haven't yet had the chance to answer this. I'm going to throw a question out for each of you to answer and to see if the answers have changed for Holly and John at all. So one at a time, guys, why do you write? Um, I write because I have to. It's like breathing. And I have demons in my head that basically won't leave me alone if I don't write down what they're saying. So... <laughs> yeah um and it's just it's what i'm called to do i love doing it uh i I write to get rich (laughs) (laughs) finally someone's honest (laughs) no no that's not why um yes similar similar to holly i uh, don't know what i would do with all the ideas floating around in my head if i didn't write uh the i have way more ideas than i will ever be able to write down but getting some down on the page at least quiets that constant chatter in my head beautiful faith uh i don't look good in prison orange no <laughs> <laughs> um i was i was actually thinking about this from all the previous episodes you've had and i think the reason i write is because it is the truest form of self expression where I can be 100% honest with myself and just give it out to the world. I love it. Um, So I mentioned a little earlier, we are making some changes to Patreon, not massive changes, um, but with the new change of host lineups, we are just mixing things up. So from this episode forwards, anyone who is a patron at the $5 tier is now going to get access to a private monthly Q&A in which all four of us will sit down and answer any questions you may have about anything to do with writing. Holly, do you want to tackle accountability? 
Yeah, this is kind of my jam. Mm. Um, So we've added an accountability thread to our private Slack channel. So if you're struggling to hold yourself accountable and get your work done, we can all hold your feet to the fire and help you along your journey. And then Faye, you had an idea about sprints. Yes, I did. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So my idea, we have this amazing sprint channel where we can hop in with our patrons and just do sprints for the amount of time that anyone's available for. And I've gotten so much done through it that I just, I'm always in there. If I'm awake, I'm in there. Uh, And we're also excited to announce the return of the monthly giveaway. Uh, Joining the Patreon community at even the $1 level will put you in the running to win a monthly book prize, which will be centered around improving your learning and helping you to become the great writer you were born to be. Beautiful. And finally, one extra bonus level for anyone looking to really level up their author career. There is now a Patreon reward level in which I will personally sit down with you twice a month on your video conferencing software of choice and act as your personal coach or guide to your business. Ask me anything, pick my brain, and use me as your personal chaperone to making progress in this crazy business we call writing. And all of those bonuses and more can be found at www.patreon.com forward slash greatwritersshare. Um, I think that probably about covers it for this episode. Um, before we wrap up, I want to say a big thank you to all of the amazing authors who contributed to the first half of this episode. Thanks to Carl Hughes, as always, for the intro and outro music. Thanks to Persephone Rose for adding his vocals to the intro. Thanks to all of our wonderful patrons for sticking with us through this journey so far and for the listeners for joining us each week and downloading and sharing the podcast. And to Holly Line, John Crinnan and Faye Trask, thank you for climbing aboard. I'm so excited to see what you're going to bring to the show. Thanks. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) All right. See you next week. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Great Writers Share podcast. Next week, Holly will be sitting down with fantasy author Autumn Burt. Don't forget you can get early access to every episode of the Great Writers Share podcast and the chance to ask upcoming guests any of your questions just by becoming a patron of the show. All you need to do is visit www.patreon.com forward slash greatwritersshare and support the show for as little as $1 a month. One more time, that's www.patreon.com forward slash greatwritersshare. Until next time. Can anybody hear me drinking my coffee? <laughs> like bubble noises and whatnot. Go for it. Do your, do your loudest sip. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <Ow>. <laughs> <laughs> Just burn my mouth.